episode nine of Go Date Yourself, and my guests this week are two of the most positive women I have ever met in my life. <laughs> Julie's mouth is open right now. It's no more online dating for this girl. I'm Julie Cherison, and this is Go Date Yourself. I want to be the reason you wake up every day. I want to be the reason you want to take your life. I'm so happy that this was one of the interviews I was able to recover. Michelle and Camille came to talk on the show about the same time that I had hit my breaking point with the online dating world. I assumed, like before, I would take a break from the apps and go back to them when I was feeling a little less down on love. But now I'm feeling pretty great about it, and I have no desire to return to the catalog. And I'm not feeling great about it because I found a boyfriend. I'm still riding solo but I think online dating was making me feel bad. And I just don't have time for that crap. I've got a podcast to run. So let's get to this episode's guests. Michelle is a performer friend of mine, and one day one of her classes popped onto my Facebook feed. Camille and I run a uh, dating class together. Well, Camille runs lots of dating classes, but together we run a dating class on uh, how to manifest a man called Manifesting. I cover how to energetically start to clean up yourself to attract a date and allow yourself to kind of open up to that energy and what you need to do to mentally prepare yourself. And then Camille steps in and does a little preamble of what to do once they arrive so that you don't screw it up by putting your foot in your mouth. (laughs) That's a great way to put it because we've all done it. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what you teach people though. So yeah. Michelle is a holistic health coach and a core power yoga instructor who has made the concept of manifesting part of her practice. And the more and more that I looked into manifesting and the law of attraction, the more I practiced it in my own life, the more I started recognizing that it was actually working or even if it wasn't working, it was making my life better. Even if you decide that it's complete bullshit, the things that I'm telling you to do, can I curse? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you the things that you're being told to do to manifest are going to just improve your state of mind and overall improve your life. So what is manifesting? Manifesting is basically the concept that your thoughts attract your reality. To simplify it down to the to the basic terms. So if you are thinking to yourself, "Oh my gosh, this dating life sucks. I'm I'm attracting nothing but jerks. There's no one out there." Then that's absolutely what you're going to see. The concept is that you're shifting the way that you see the world and it's attracting more things. Michelle says we all do this to some extent when we formulate that elusive list of qualities that we want in a partner. The problem with the list is that we see it as elusive. But then the whole key behind manifesting is it's always this or something better. And so when you make this list, you have to be open to things being slightly changed, not because you're settling, it shouldn't feel like that, but because you found someone that it doesn't matter that he doesn't have a British accent. And I encourage everyone to get very specific with that list to the point that like, because I think we sometimes apologize or make allowances in our dream list already because we're like, oh, well, that's not going to exist. So we're not going to put that on the list. This idea, I have to be realistic. Yes, exactly. And you don't. And you and in the world of manifest, manifesting, it's great because you absolutely don't. You have to, It's opening up that mind, that concept. It's very childlike sort of mindset of why can't that be out there? And it's really reclaiming that sort of like power that you don't have to accept something less and you can go after the dream and you don't have to settle 
real. It's a very, it's the opposite of a reality check. And so I tell a story from my own personal experience about how I had gone through a very long-term relationship and then went through a breakup and I had like a two-year period of being completely single. I didn't really go on dates. It was just me and myself, um, which the relationship was like from high school on. So it was a good time to be with myself. And uh, I just sat down one day and I was like, you know what, what would I want if I could have everything that I ever wanted? And I made this list and like hmm, a year and a half or so after I made the list, I met a guy that had all but two qualities on that list. And the two qualities were he didn't have a dog and he didn't have an accent. And so... <laughs> It's like those are things that like once you meet the guy and you're totally charmed by him, those that's okay. You know, that's not settling. We didn't get a dog and he was an actor, so he could have had an accent if I wanted him to. And so <laughs> But it's about like allowing yourself to open up to that concept and then be able to recognize when it shows up for you, which is a big part of manifesting as well, because oftentimes we're manifesting stuff all the time, but we don't have enough gratitude for what shows up in our lives. And so practicing that even with the little things allows you to show it up more in your dating life. So if you're like, oh, I wish, really wish I had more money and you walk down the street and you find a quarter, like, yeah, it's just a quarter, but you did that. <laughs> and recognizing that like something came to you when you ask for it, even if it's a little bit smaller than what you would have ne necessarily wanted and find a little gratitude for that. So that's a big part of the practice as well. Plus research suggests that people who practice expressing gratitude on a regular basis are happier. Have I told you guys lately that I love you? So Michelle covers the manifesting side of the manifesting course, but what about when he finally shows up? That's where Camille's expertise comes in. Camille is an offline dating coach. Did you get that? Offline. I know. Mind blown. So how does one become an offline dating coach? I didn't grow up dating a lot, honestly, like not in high school, a little bit in college. And um, through just like my passion for people and meeting people and all of this, um, I started getting asked out in random places. And I didn't really think much of it. I kind of thought, oh, well, doesn't this happen to everybody? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't everyone just get stopped walking down the street? Yes. <laughs> nope, they don't, apparently, because my friends asked me how I was able to, quote, do it. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not really doing anything. But I was a consultant at the time. And so I put together some simple tips into PowerPoint and presented it to them. And this was in 2013. And they loved it. And it just kind of like grew for a year or so. And I had been told I should teach a class on it. And I'm thinking, well, how am I going to do that? How am I going to advertise? I don't like I work full time. What, you know, what's that look like? Find out about Dabble, which is um, the, the class platform that Michelle and I connected on because we mm -hmm. both teach on there. And they did all the marketing for me. So it was great. I was like, well, I'll just put it on here, see if anyone takes it. And now I've taught like 40-something classes with three different workshops. And, um, and it's been fantastic. I'm an introvert. So this didn't come naturally to me to like talk to people and do all these random connection things, but it's baby steps. It's not like forcing yourself to go way out of your comfort zone just because someone told you that's what you should do and you totally get scared because you just went from zero to 60 and you're like, I'm never doing that again. So if you just find small ways, you don't have to start with men even, you can start with women. Mm -hmm. You can compliment a woman's dress or something like that. And then once you get the positive feedback, 
from that, which, you know, she's not going to be like, don't talk to me. Like, why are you talking? You're such a weirdo. (laughs) You're not going to get that. It's not going to happen, you know? And once you see that, like, not only was it okay, but you actually made her feel good, you're going to probably get a little bit of a high. At least I do every time Mm -hmm. I do it. And so from there, then you keep going. So maybe you you do that a few more times over the next couple of weeks. You know, keep it with women. Then maybe with older gentlemen because they're the best and <laughs> uh, they love to flirt. And they, you know, sometimes are kind of lonely. And so if you just like even acknowledge them or let alone have this girl say hi to them or something or say, I like your cap. I mean, the smile they're, they're going to get on their face is going to be, you're going to love it. The more that you get comfortable with that, the more advanced you can get with that. And then finally, when you are in the grocery store, you're faced with this super cute guy who's like asking a generic question about the ice cream you're holding and you totally know it's not about the ice cream, but you got to go with that for a little bit. You are warmed up enough Mm -hmm. from all these little social interactions that you know exactly what to do and you're comfortable with it. So, you know, preparing yourself mentally and um, even just from an emotional standpoint is great, but going deeper to what Michelle talks about, you know, on a vibrational level is key. Because then I've been out not doing anything, just staring straight ahead, but because I I have an open energy, People just come to me. I've Mm -hmm. gotten the most random questions and ask outs Mm -hmm. and like, I just, I have some stories. Ooh, stories. Um, so we ended our first manifesting event with uh, a meditation. I think I ended the, the second one with it as well. Um, and so mm-hmm. I try to kind of send everyone out into the world in sort of like an energy of love. And so I lead them all through a guided meditation. Uh, and Camille texted me just moments <laughs> after. <laughs> and this is the story. And so I, I mean, I was just walking home, you know, got on the red line to go home after the event. And um, I've been, I lived in Chicago for, at that point, five years. And I'd never been asked out on the L. And that night I was asked out on the L. Mm-hmm. So Well, how did that interaction go? Like what <clears throat> what happened? Tell walk me through this ask out on the L. So basically it was kind of empty because it's probably about ten o'clock at night on like a Thursday or something like that. And um, I saw this this tall, rather good looking guy get on the L train through the window. And there were a bunch of empty seats between me and where he sat down, maybe three. And I was just very relaxed and I actually like I remember I put my arm up I don't know, you can't <laughs> Like Michelle's doing that, you can't see. Um, but in a very comfortable pose um, with open body language mm-hmm. and just kind of just kind of sat there. And I could tell that he was looking at me because you can kind of, you know, especially as a woman, we can feel when someone's looking at us. And I was like, wait for it, wait for it. And he's like, excuse me, I really like your jacket. And I knew this was coming. And so I could just feel it. Because I've done it so much. You and know, that's it's not because I'm she, super special. It's that's cause... something she teaches, too, which is really important to point out, is like <clears throat> the idea of just being aware of your surroundings. Um, and that's yeah. something that was groundbreaking for me whenever I went to, to Camille's class. Because oh, I'm I tell your story after this. <laughs> not aware. I'm totally aloof. And it's something I've really worked on since then. Um, but finish your story first. So the coat. Which so is also relates to my story. In this position that everyone can see. Yes. <laughs> Just like this, guys. Um, and I was basically, imagine a relaxed body pose. You know, my arms are not crossed. I'm not shrinking myself down because that's very unapproachable. And so he compliments my jacket. I know immediately it's not about the jacket, but I go with it. And that's what I teach too is, you know, whatever the icebreaker is, it's going to be random because this nice man is trying to get your attention and he's going to use something around you. you it's kind of like improv. Just say yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And then I'm, uh, equally as important, build on it. So you can't just yes, stay on the jacket. Yes, and. <laughs> yes, and. You get to stay on the jacket because then 
you're like, where do I go from here? Now we're talking about this jacket. Oh my gosh, I gotta get off the L. Nice to meet you, bye. I don't even know your name. So jacket, thank you so much. Maybe tell a little story about it. Oh, I got it in Istanbul. And then I follow up with, how's your night going? So I like hit the tennis ball back to him. So I'm acknowledging it's not just about the jacket. Um, and then we just started talking and I really was getting off the train in like two stops. <laughs> and I think he got a little flustered and he like, he didn't yell, but like, he's like, here's my email address. <laughs> and oh. he repeated it like three times and we probably could have just taken out our phone, but like we were kind of pulling up to my stop and I'd give him a, him a heads up too. Cause you yeah, know, you like to like, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause you don't want to be like talking and then like, Oh my God, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, Cause he won't, you know, it's not setting it up to, to exchange information. And so I repeated his email address in my head and I don't think I ended up contacting him, but, uh, cause I think I was seeing someone at the time, but it was really fun. And then I texted mm-hmm. Michelle like, Oh my gosh, this just happened after yeah. the manifesting event. Yeah. Like, cause energy was open. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, I actually have a failed L train manifested <laughs> ask out which again and I have a lesson to it too because it's all about the whole like bringing it back around so I was on the L and had I was reading and this is kind of a perfect example of energy being in alignment because I was reading a modern romance by Aziz Ansari oh, yeah. which if you haven't read this people read this book it's not only hilarious but it's great insights into dating so I'm reading it and as I'm reading the whole thing like it kind of goes he does a good job of going back and forth between like the positive and negatives of modern dating but like the whole time like I'm kind of thinking the positives even when he would present a negative I'm like oh maybe I'll take a break from my phone a little bit and then you know go do this thing or whatever so it was a very positive experience for me and I'm like in the mode of like ooh, I'm ready to go like on some dates I'm ready to mingle like whatever so I'm reading the book and at some point like my stops getting ready to come up and so I close my book and I put it away and I look up and everyone on the L is on their cell phone, except for the guy that's like directly across from me, and he's also reading a book, and I look up and we catch each other's eye at like the exact moment. And I'm introverted as well, and not in that training mindset of like, as children were like, oh, you know, stranger danger type thing, so my automatic reaction is never to smile when I make eye contact. I may have to make eye contact a second time and smile, but like automatically I usually look away. And for some reason this night, like, boom, smile, like flirty little smile immediately because I was just in the right vibration. And so smiled at him and he like smiled at me and we did kind of that back and forth like a couple more times, like as we're going (laughs) and I knew my stop was coming up. And so I'm like, how cute would it be if he's reading that book and I just like slip my business card into his book on my walk out of the train and if something happens, something happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And then I lost my vibration because my business cards all have little like fortunes and sayings and quotes on the back. And so I was like, ooh, I want to pick the perfect one. And so I'm searching through my business card and all of a sudden I look up and I realize that it's literally my stop and the doors are going to close. And so I was like, forget it. And I just burst off. And the second I got off the train, I was like, why didn't I just put any business card in this guy's book? But the point of that is, like, I didn't beat myself up. I was like, I recognize, and again, it's a little bit of faith, too, with the whole manifesting world. Like, because and that's more than you would have done before. Honestly, yeah. So that's a and step that's, in the right that, direction. That, that high, success. like, was all week. I was high on that interaction. Right? And so it's like, but again, it was the, it's the viewpoint that you look at that. Like, I could have beat myself up for the rest of the week about, oh my gosh, I can't believe I totally ruined it with my soulmate because I didn't slip my business card in his book. But the way I choose to look at it is shifting the mindset and being like, oh, okay, well, that was the most that I, of interaction I was supposed to have with that person. And now I have the training so that when the right guy shows up and we make eye contact, I'm not going to fumble for the business card because I'm going to remember this interaction. And so it's kind of just about shifting that viewpoint to the more positive mindset of things and allowing yourself to be like, oh, cool, that was a great lesson. So when the real guy shows up, I'll be ready. 
These women are so positive and their classes are so positive. If I invited a bunch of girls over for some wine to talk about dudes, it's gonna turn into a total bitch fest, which sometimes you need, but that's not what they want these classes to be about. How do you keep that experience positive? Because I'm gonna come to your class <laughs> and I'm going to be a negative Nancy. Bring it on. <laughs> you have to do it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we end up having not, I mean, I'm sure that they're negative about their overall maybe dating experience, but, but they're, they're also very open, open enough to come. Yes, so they're open enough to the experience and the learning, and so that ends up translating into positivity. And we did have sort of a moment towards the end of our last class where everyone kind of started get it started to revolve into sort of that girly like bitch fest that happens whenever we start talking about dates. So it's all about bringing it back and like letting them recognize the patterns because a lot of times when we're being negative about something, so this is getting a real like psych psychology Go like prayer. Do um, it. <laughs> so in addition to the manifesting, I also do a lot of reading on like relationship um, and couples therapy and things like that. But like going into that a little bit. A lot of the things that we are triggered by in other people, a lot of things that we just get so pissed off about the people that we're trying to date are actually things that we recognize within ourselves that we don't want to admit. And so I try to take every negative dating experience and look at it as, what am I supposed to be saying in myself right now? And so that's when we kind of like kicked into a little bit of like coaching mode, um, which we don't do a lot of because we save that for our individual classes. But during manifesting, we did a little bit of that coaching mode of like, okay, well, if you're feeling this way about that experience, why is that bringing something up in you? And a lot of times it's deeply rooted in parental issues and all kinds of things like that. But like we can look at it as, we can either look at it as a frustration that they have to change something, or we can look at it as a mirror back to us as to what it is that we're being assigned to work on. So it's like all relationships are just homework assignments to like make us a more complete human being. So That's been on my mind a lot lately. Also, yeah. funny thing, my bra strap just broke. No. <laughs> what, does it it mean, yeah. what does it mean? What does it mean? It didn't break. It just came and hugged me. I just like, I'm just like, really, my tits are so big that while I'm sitting still, my bra just breaks. Like, I can't <laughs> relate. <laughs> yeah, you're not. And you're you're not missing anything. We contemplated what the universe was trying to tell me, but eventually we got back on topic. Before my brawl tried to take over the show, we were talking about seeing our own issues for what they really are. If you're feeling incomplete without looking into what it is that you're, you're striving to find in this other person, you're gonna attract someone else that's kind of incomplete and that becomes a little messy situation and then you end up with all kinds of drama. It's kind of like that quote, what is it, Gloria Steinem, that's like, we are becoming the men that we wanna marry. The more that you can cultivate within yourself what it is that you're looking for without, the more that those type of people are gonna show up. Before you enter a relationship, the more that you can try and cultivate the qualities that you're looking for in someone else, the less that you're gonna have problems down the line. of setting an intention for your dating life and for your manifestations is super powerful because you can be manifesting something that you don't realize you're manifesting. So when you sit down and set an intention, case in point, I was, well, for like three months, I was unknowingly manifesting really bad dates. And then I like recognized it and then I started having fun with it and I continued to manifest really bad dates. Cause for years I've, I, and we talk about this a little bit in the intro to the class, I'm 
kind of the counterpoint to Camille because I haven't been on a lot of dates and I kind of accredit that You're to more the fact that I'm term relationship. Well, I'm I I accredit that to the point the fact that I actually am a really powerful manifester and so I either recognize that that's what I'm manifesting and I end up in a relationship with that person or I don't bother. <laughs> and so, and that's not to say that that's a better approach. That's just how it works out for me. I'm either all in and like know it immediately because it's everything that I have on my list or I'm like, oh, you're nice, we'll be friends. Because of that though, because I've had several long-term relationships and not a lot of dates, all of my friends have all these awesome bad dating stories. And so all throughout my last relationship, my last boyfriend had some really amazing bad dating stories. And I was always so envious. I'm like, man, I don't have any <laughs> I of know. these great that was stories. My <laughs> Julie's mouth is open right now. And I was like, yeah, that's when Michelle told because me that, that was how Well, I they're horrible to go through, but they're really fun to tell. Later, yeah. And I don't bad have anything to share. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, man, I'm really bummed about that. So then when I became single again, I had like three or four occurrences where like for a while I wasn't getting it. I was like, oh, that was a really bad experience. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, awesome. That was a really bad experience. <laughs> I think some of Michelle's bad dating experiences were tied to the platform that's become the dating norm, the search for someone online. And it works out for plenty of people, but sometimes we get so sucked into those apps that we forget how well offline dating has been working for thousands of years. As an offline dating coach, how do you feel about online dating? I think it's it's good. It serves a purpose. I think that if I tried to start the business that I am right now five years ago, when everyone was still super excited and they hadn't been so burned out on it, I don't think that I would have the people coming to me, the stories, the burnout, all mm. this other stuff. But I think it is just the right time for what I offer to be out in the world because there are so many people who are burned out and mm -hmm. they don't know it's so convenient now that people don't invest a lot into it. And unfortunately, mm. that's at their own detriment. Yeah. Because if you have 10 different dating apps and you're like swiping left on people who you wouldn't even feel comfortable holding a conversation with in person, but you, there's 10 more people right behind them, you know, that's, it can get messed up if you abuse it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if you have a balanced perspective of there's opportunities on the bus, there's also opportunities online, and just keep that open mindset, that's a perfect balance. But I think that so, the pendulum has swung so far to the side of all online dating, online dating, like what apps are you on, new apps, blah, blah, blah. It's like overwhelming, you're burned out, you're getting people treating you badly because they wouldn't have the guts to say what they say to you online when you're in person, but they don't have to face you, they're behind a screen. I too am kind of, not against online dating for my own personal for my own personal life I don't want to online date and it's all about intention and preference but for me it kind of comes back to like the 80s and 90s where all of the romantic comedies are like these meet cutes and like nothing's there online because no it online wasn't dating there person. and it's like when we grow up with these sleepless in Seattle type movies that's what you kind of picture your adult life to be like and that's what you're like oh when I get to get old enough to date this is what it's gonna be and it's completely changed the scene and so the thing that I love about what Camille teaches about interacting with people is it's getting us back into that mindset that was just natural for people that back humans then humans have been doing no for 200,000 years way. 
right? And so, so for me, I, I did use online dating a little bit, but it was really more of a like, I know I'm on the rebound and I just want to like spend some time with people. And then as soon as I was like, I'm kind of ready for a relationship, I deleted all the apps and got some much better contenders on the down the line. So, you know, it, it's definitely about preference. I don't have any judgment for it for other mm. people, but for me, I want that sort of like 90s movie feel. Like I want to have... And you're not alone. So many people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so many people want it and then they're still they online dating. get it. And they're not talking to people exactly. on, on, in public. Yeah. And so it's like making that shift of yeah. like, if that is what you want. Here's 10 ways to do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I enjoy the challenge. Mm -hmm. I think it's not good for my self-development to do online dating because it's not challenging me to go out and find people. It's exactly what it is that I would normally want to do, which is sit at home on my phone or on my computer. The idea of self self-development and growing for and moving forward is why I finally was like, okay, no more online dating. If I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this in person. Love it. I love it too, Camille. Which is why I've jumped off the online dating train, and I have to admit, I feel a thousand times better. I just feel better in general after talking with Michelle and Camille. The positive vibration surrounding these women is so contagious, it's no wonder Camille gets asked out on dates practically everywhere she goes. Speaking of that, let's talk numbers. Who am I to be like, uh, you should listen to me for dating advice? Because I knew I'd been asked out a lot, and I did a lot of, I did all offline dating, but... I needed a number around it. Like, I'm, I like numbers. And so I keep... And so do other people. And so do other people, yeah, yeah exactly. And so I keep very detailed um, calendars, and I have for years, Franklin Covey. So I, I literally spent, like, a couple days going back 10 years in all my Franklin Coveys, just looking month by month, day by day, and being like, oh, yeah, I had a date with this guy that night, went to a party, met that guy that night. I keep every single number that I've ever had on my phone in an Excel spreadsheet... I'm very organized. This does not surprise me. <laughs> yeah. So I just checked a few different resources and then all my old cell phones I have too. So I just scrolled through there and I, I I put them all into an Excel spreadsheet and it's it's over 200 that I've been asked for my phone number. Wow. Yeah. I didn't go on dates with all of them. Yeah. But asked for my phone number 200 times and I'm 32. And I'm not, And you probably started dating at what age? Literally 20? Yeah. Maybe. So <laughs> in 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, but everyone is not Camille. We all can't be Camille. Um, so, so you're going to be a lot of different women and personalities. Yes. And, and I do in my workshops and I love it because it's like, like Michelle has said, the basis of everything I teach is just human connection. Mm -hmm. So whatever that is for you. So it's finding, mm -hmm. it's, it is dressing for yourself and mm -hmm. making your, sure that you feel good about yourself when you go out. Or maybe not, you know, maybe like you've had mm -hmm. a bad day and... You're like, screw this, I'm not talking to anybody, and you like put your hood up on the train. That's totally fine. But if you can even just be a little bit more open like one or two times a week, twice a week for a year, that's a hundred more times than you're, that you're being open than you otherwise would have. I actually am making a resolution this year to pick a couple like random days and flirt with everyone that I meet that day. <laughs> yeah. Love it! Yeah. Like men, women, old, young, everyone. I'm going to oh, yeah. say something flirtatious to anyone that I make eye contact with. That is the beauty of flirting. Yeah. I teach a class on flirting. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which is great. Okay, so what are um, what are some of the different classes and workshops that you teach? 
So originally I just had one flagship called Master the Art of Allure and Approachability. Mm -hmm. And it was all about getting the date. And then I I go into the date actually. And I, the class got to be so long. We'd go on like yeah. four or five hours on a weeknight. I was yeah. like, I need to break this up. So there's Master the Art of Allure and Approachability, which is all about how to get a date offline, like meet, conversation, body language, different scenes that you can put yourself in that in, that encourage uh, and enable conversations to happen. Like a list of places to... list of places to go, yeah. things like that. And then there's Master the Art of Chemistry and Connection, which is once you're on the date, how do you mentally prepare for that, get into a, like a more open, sometimes feminine zone, like leaving work behind at the minimum, not bringing that work energy questions that reveal compatibility, things like that. And then my third class is how to find and flaunt your natural flirt style. Mm -hmm. And that's important because like how I flirt is not how Michelle flirts, which yeah. is not how Julie flirts, yeah. you know? And so I have a super short quiz that, uh, well, first I talk about, you know, what flirting is and like, it's, it's really just your style of play. Mm -hmm. So when you flirt with someone, it's, it's you playing with someone and inviting mm -hmm. them to play. And if you think about it like that, you take some of that pressure off mm -hmm. of having to be this, like giving the, like the weird eye to someone and, you know, mm -hmm. like flirting is this whole thing it's that fun. it's fun. It it's so much fun. fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You can flirt with animals if you want to. I mean, you know, and so we go through that and then I basically do like a super short quiz, find your flirt style and mm -hmm. I pair it with celebrities and then go into some suggestions of how you can bring that out in your everyday interactions. And then we do the best part, which is role playing mm -hmm. and we, I have celebrity masks and so, <laughs> and they're like slightly bigger than the actual head. So it's so bizarre, <laughs> but we, the girl, I give them a scene and then they act it out once as the guy, so they also appreciate how difficult this is for guys mm -hmm. to, to do. And then once as the girl, using her flirt style. The man is that Manifestation Friday night is where it all started, which was basically an intro to manifesting that also doubles as sort of a support group. So that one covers anything that you're trying to manifest. So usually the big topics are homes, jobs, and romance. And so those three things tend to come up a lot, but occasionally it's like, you know, you know, successful graduation for school or, or whatever. But I go through with each individual and everyone leaves with a personalized mantra that's going to help them get into the vibration more often. And I give them a iPhone screensaver, which is that mantra. So anytime you look down at your phone, you're like, oh, this is what I'm trying to feel. And then everyone gets a little like mini coaching, mini med meditation to tap into what it is that tr they're trying to feel with their goal. And then the other thing I do as a Reiki healer is I offer regular Reiki, but I also offer something I call Reiki therapy, which is half hour of a Reiki, which is an energetic healing where you go in and kind of like just calm the energy, all those like pre-date nerves that might come up, like smooth that out. Um, so that's been highly recommended. I actually just had, I had a Reiki client that came in wanting to get pregnant and she just found out that she got pregnant. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> She'd been trying for like years to get oh pregnant and she, yeah, she came in for one, oh. one session and she got pregnant. I'm not saying that I can get everyone pregnant if you're trying to get no pregnant. Michelle will get you pregnant. <laughs> get ready. But um, it's Bring all about... Shifting the energy and then like being mindful and setting the intention and knowing what it is that you're going after. So, okay, well, what if you're feeling apprehensive about taking a class on manifesting or dating? 
I asked about that too. Well, the great thing about both of our individual classes is they're very small groups. And so it's like kind how of many that per it's class? like five. Probably for both six of us. for me. Yeah, I think they cap mine at five. So it becomes a, a safety zone, and then both of us kind of have this feel with the group. It ends up being a very supportive space. And it's in both of our apartments. Yeah. And so it's a very yeah, it's very cozy setting. and a homey. That I've never had any trouble with someone. They might come in with a little resistance, yes. but by the time it's time oh good. Good to actually open to up, yeah, they they don't. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you know, at the very least, it's like. For Camille's, I'll speak for her because I've been to one of her classes, but it's like that's a much safer space than trying it out in the real world. So like, yeah, get in this room with like five girls that are going through the same experience that you are and do a little role playing and like you're not going to die and there's not going to be like any embarrassment from a guy and I don't really think it, once you get in the room, I don't think that people usually are very resistant to it. And in my more energetic hippie viewpoint, I'm not going to attract the people that aren't interested in growing. Um, Because then we can't help them anyway. Yeah. We can give them all the tools, but if they're not yeah willing to try them and be open about them yeah so like if you if you are not open to it if you're not ready for this then you won't find my class and you won't sign up so yeah the people that like and I've had so many stories of people that happen on my class in like the most random ways and then they show up and they're clearly totally ready for it I just have faith (laughs) in like the flow of the universe and be like well you know the people in this room are supposed to be here and they're totally ready for what it is they're going through I honestly tried to say negative things this entire interview, but these girls were just not having it. They gently flipped my disdain for modern dating into what I can only describe as fun. I'm just having so much more fun now. And I'm a firm believer that it is a mindset, but it's one that you have to be ready for. My time online dating was a phase for me of not being ready to embrace that mindset. But crappy things still might happen in your romantic life, even if you ditch the dating apps. And Michelle and Camille finished off the interview with some insight on moving through those experiences to get to the other side. I have been through total crap when it comes to relationships, like really bad, logistically and emotionally. And I actually, there's a page on my website called Meet Camille, and it goes into some of that stuff at a higher Mm -hmm. level because I want people to know like, I'm an introvert. I have not been dating my entire life. I was not born knowing how to date, you know? And even after all this crap that I've been through, I still am very positive and optimistic and also realistic about dating. And so I just feel like, first of all, it helps me relate to my students. No matter what they've been through, I've probably been through something similar. And then also, you can get over it. You can if you want to. You know, it may take time. It may take years before you're ready to be in the next relationship. But there's things you can do in the meantime to help you get there and feel better. And you're always in a relationship with yourself, too. Yep. So that's always something to keep in perspective. Ah, perspective. The one thing we lose more often than our keys. Thank you so much to Michelle and Camille for being on the show. If you're interested in attending one of their classes or workshops, I've included their links on the website at gdypodcast.com. So what's coming up? Camille has a live workshop on how to attract with allure and approachability on Wednesday, April 20th. And her follow-up to that, how to reveal chemistry and compatibility, is on Thursday, April 28th. You can check out more of her courses on her website, masterofflinedating.com. Michelle has a manifestation Friday night coming up on May 6th. There's a link to that on the website, as well as a link for you to email and request that Michelle and Camille host another manifesting class together, which I think we should all do so that I can attend. 
Also, don't forget to check out Michelle's podcast called Modern Day Magic Makers, available on iTunes. I think that's enough credits for this week. Later, daters.